I have two rescue dogs who are both absolute delights. But like the classic book says, everybody poops. And that includes the doggos. The landmines typically make it outside in the backyard, but since the dogs are a collective 40 pounds or so, it can sometimes be hard to see where everything ends up. And that makes a trip outside less walk in the park and more hurry up and grab a stick right now. My guest today mowed his first lawn when he was eight years old and soon learned that he could turn that activity into a pretty successful business. He also discovered that, hey, most people don't like to deal with their pet's waste. Shocking, right? EJ McCoy doesn't mind getting his hands dirty, and he's turned Scoop Soldiers into a successful business of pet waste removal. He's also evolved his lawn business into Chorby, which aims to be a one-stop shop for any home service need you can think of. We're talking all about how EJ got started with his business, how he's grown it over the years, and some of his top pet poop-related stories. I promise they're not crappy. (laughs) One bit of housekeeping before we jump into things. Good People Cool Things is taking a short end of summer break, returning with new episodes on Wednesday, October 4th. But in the meantime, I'm not going to leave you hanging. You can always keep up with some fun conversations at my newsletter, Fun Fact Friday, which delivers one fascinating fact to your inbox every Friday. Hey, sometimes the name perfectly describes the product. And while this show is on a break, I'm keeping the feed alive and well with episodes from other shows that I think you'll dig. At the very least, you'll get a break from my voice every episode. You'll get to hear five new people here on the feed. I hope you're staying cool out there, and we'll be back in the saddle on October 4th. I'm Joey Held. This is Good People, Cool Things, and here's my conversation with EJ McCoy. To kick things off, can you give us your name and your elevator pitch, but also the type of elevator that we're riding on? I like class elevators for sure, and I love heights. My wife does not so much so, so she, she gets she gets scared. She, her feet give out from under her. But uh, okay, so my elevator pitch. So um, I am the most ambitious lawnmower man you ever met, who extended and, and expanded into poop scooping or pet waste removal. Um, so my background: I started out mowing yards uh, even before high school. As early as eight years old, I was mowing yards and. I learned pretty quick that if you're willing to do the work and deal with the heat, you can do pretty good uh, mowing yards at just about any age and just about any income level, Um, starting at eight years old and kind of working from there. Um, So I started out mowing yards, could never get away from it because I I made made such a good living doing it. I couldn't seem to make a good living doing anything else. And about a decade into my adult my adult life, I, I discovered the concept, or at least I acted on the idea of starting this pet waste business, thinking that uh, I could just slap pet waste removal on the back of a door hanger that I would pass out for lawn mowing in the suburbs of, of North Dallas. And that was the idea. Uh, it didn't work. It didn't work at all, actually, because not everybody has dogs. And so the door hanger thing really didn't play it, play out. But I still started it and we discovered new ways to get business for pet waste removal. And fast forward about a dozen years after we started pet waste removal, our pet waste removal business is double the size of any of our mowing businesses. So it, it kind of took over. It's funny you say uh, eight years old because I was on the phone with my mom a couple of days ago and walked by a yard where there was a kid who looked about eight, just mowing the lawn, had his, had his AirPods in, I assume listening to this podcast and I uh, was just, just getting getting the job done. I don't know if he was being paid for it or if it was just like, hey, mow your own 
you know, mow the family lawn. That's encouraging to hear that eight-year-olds still mow yards because I'm a strong believer that lawn mowing businesses or, or simple businesses, simple services, simple home services are the epitome and the definition of how or, or an example of how the American dream is still very much so alive and well. Uh, you constantly are hearing about, oh, can, is the American, still, uh, American dream still alive? I think it's more vibrant and more alive now than ever, whether it's pushing lawnmowers or figuring out how to, how to utilize technology and all the opportunity that brings. Absolutely. So going back to, I guess, the, the birth of Scoop Soldiers, were you just mowing these lawns and noticing like, hey, there's a lot of poop out here. I can do something with this. Was it as simple as that or how did, how did it come together? Not really. Not, not, well, there's actually a story to that. So my dad was a fireman and many firemen, it's very common for firemen uh, to have side hustles. I mean, firemen are the original people that had side hustles, right? Because <laughs> the way their schedules work. And so my dad was a carpenter and could, could really fix anything. Very, very handy. Um, I always joke that I was a good helper on all of those things. I never really learned how to use the power tools and power equipment. I was a really good helper. I could almost, I mean, he, he didn't even hardly have to ask. I was just there and I always had the right tool in hand and that sort of thing. But I never really learned how to do real, real skilled trades, like high skilled trades that require a lot of skill. Um, but he encouraged me to mow yards. He's the one that really encouraged me to mow yards. He, he knew a lot of firemen that did very well, that made more money mowing yards on the side than they did as firemen. And, and so he, he instilled that dream really before it was even a dream for me. I hated mowing yards for, you know, until I was 25, 26 years old when I saw that it could actually become a real business. But when I was in high school, my dad had one of his best friends was also a fireman. And he came over one day. He was the kind of fireman that always had a different side hustle, always trying different side hustles, but never probably really executing on any of them. Well, he came over one day and he had gotten a, he had gotten these hats made and these shirts made, and he was going to start scooping poop. He was going to start a pet waste removal business. And this is 20, 20, 22 years ago, early to very early 2000s. And I'm in like ninth, 10th grade. My dad, a little more of a cynical guy, was cynically kind of laughing at him, telling him that this is hilarious. And, and my dad's friend basically looked at it as a joke. But at this, And I don't know that he ever got a single client, honestly. I bet you, I'm pretty sure he just made hats and got a shirt made and was that, that, that was the idea of the week. And by the next week, he was on to something new. But that was where the seed was initially planted. And then fast forward five years later, I had moved uh, from, from – north north dallas suburbs to colorado and i'm making 10 bucks an hour mowing yards for this landscape guy up there I'm, I'm, i hadn't been there but a few months and i decided you know for 10 bucks an hour i can i can mow a lot less yards for myself so i made some door hangers and on the back of that door hanger this is like black and white type eight and a half by 11 door hanger stuff, stuff I was printing off my own printer. Uh, but I made on the back side of that uh, an, an ad for scooping poop. And I got one customer and I scooped their house one time. And I was only in Colorado about six months. A few months later, I got homesick. I called my grandma crying and I said, I got to come home. I'm homesick. <laughs> so that was the end of the business for, for, for that period of time. And then five years later, I had built a business here in North Dallas and uh, in, in McKinney, Texas, and I'd bought my first house. Uh, I'd been in business a couple of years. I'm mowing yards. I'm doing pretty good for a 20, you know, 24, 23, 24 year old. 
Um, and right down the street from where I bought this house was a pet waste business that had three trucks that they were parking in like the, the shopping center. That's where they were storing their trucks. And they had three well-marked trucks. It was clearly a, a, a solid business. And at the time I only had like three or four mowing trucks and, uh, and I was looking for something additional to do. And I had a longtime friend that I'd met years before and he was looking to get into business. He, he had been working in ministry for some years and was looking to get back into the business world. And I said, listen, uh, I have this idea and, and I want you to help me come up with a name and help me get this thing started. And separate from that, I will hire you at my mowing business to help me build that. So that's how we can make money for now. But then separate from that, you know, as a side hustle, so to speak, we'll, we'll start this pet waste business. And that was in 2011, 2010, 2011. We got our first two clients in February, 2011. And as they say, the rest is history. We'll, we'll do over, I think we'll do over 15,000 scoops this week. Fantastic. And I imagine, cause you said you didn't have great success with hanging door hanger. So how have you grown the company yeah, over so, the past so 12 we years. learned really quick that early 2011 we when we were trying to get clients we learned really quick door hangers was not going to get us the clients the way that it did for lawn mowing and frankly by 2011 even door hangers was starting to die for lawn mowing in comparison to what it had done that's how i had built the business you know the prior five years i am not by any means i'd love to think i'm an early adopter in some ways but when it comes to technology and especially back then, I love technology now. Uh, clearly, I'm not very savvy with it, but, <laughs> but I still love technology. Uh, but I, I had never heard in early 2011, I had never heard of search engine optimization. And I, uh, it was only a year prior to that that I had even built a website. I paid a guy a thousand bucks to build me my first website in, in summer of 2010. But it wasn't even, it wasn't even built, uh, it wasn't even registered with Google. It was that. You couldn't type in, at the time it was called Emerald Lawn Care. You couldn't even type in Emerald Lawn Care and find this website. Um, and so we, we were just obsessing over how are we going to find poop scooping clients. And we found a competitor. And down at the bottom of the competitor's site, it said SEO provided by, and it had the link to the SEO company. And we clicked through on that, and that's how we learned about SEO. And then we hired by that summer, our first you know, five months into business, we had found this SEO company, and uh, we hired him. And at the time, I remember it was like $3,000 to, to hire this SEO company. And at this point, $3,000 might as well have been $50,000. Know? And, and, then, and then he told us, that he needed like six months for results. And again, we're young entrepreneurs. We just didn't know what we didn't know. And we weren't used to that. We were used to print some door hangers at FedEx copies or whatever it's called today, FedEx Kinko's. It was Kinko's back then. <laughs> and go out and put the door hangers out. And then over the weekend, we're going to get some calls. We're getting some clients. Well, we learned very quickly that SEO takes months, if not years. Uh, but we, we stayed the course. We committed to it. And within a matter of a year to two years, and for a solid five to 10 thereafter, we dominated SEO at both companies. Um, now that's a constant moving target and that kind of, that, that time period somewhat lapsed, but that's how we ended up really, really taking off was our willingness to constantly be in a, in a, in a mode of expanding our geographic area, but also constantly working and updating our, our web development. And, and it was not until 2018, 2019 that we even had to start using pay-per-click type campaigns because it, we were able to do it with organic for so long. 
have you found that the hotter climates like i'm i'm in austin so i'm not you know we know the texas summers are are brutal have you found that the customer base is is more enthusiastic or has it been pretty evenly spread out in all the areas that you've been to most of our enhanced what we call enhanced territories in other words that's corporate territories corporate where we've gone into the market and built it out uh, and then maybe awarded it to a franchisee and another to a new a franchisee and in other cases we uh, we still operate operate the territory most of them are in the south still now that being said we've got colorado and now we're in seattle as, as far north as seattle and, and portland as well um i believe the market's there everywhere where it works though and where you have where, where your your question has is definitely got a point is where we see in pet waste removal is when the grass stops growing right that's when pet waste removal gets busy so it's not like, you know, oh, it's springtime in lawn and, lawn and landscaping. It's springtime. That's when everybody needs the service. What we found for pet waste removal was when the yards go dormant, which is basically the south, to your point. It, you know, when the yards go dormant and the yards aren't getting mowed, people are looking out their back door and looking and seeing a whole bunch of minefield. You know, they're seeing a minefield and they can't even get in their backyard. And that's usually when they go to Google and they're searching for pet waste removal or something, a pooper scooper service or whatever. Uh, that being said, no, the service works everywhere. Uh, Colorado is a different market, but what happens with Colorado is in the winter, it's snowed all year and it's been piling up and then the snow melts and they haven't scooped their yard at all and the snow melts. And so now they've got six months worth of dog poop in their backyard. And they don't want to clean that up. And so that tends to gear itself more towards the springtime. So it's different in different climates, but there's still a demand no matter what, because as simple of a business and as simple as a service as it is, it's just something that people get grossed out by. And people can love their dogs, but they don't want to mess with that service. I don't know if you're a fan of the show Impractical Jokers at uh -huh. all, um, but the very first episode, the first punishment is that Sal just has to hold dog poop like in his bare hands oh. for like 20 minutes. And oh. just, I mean, they've certainly gone more outrageous since that, but it's like just that that was like the introduction to the show of like, here's this disgusting thing. I think that just hammers home your point there. So many people are like, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. do that. I mean, that was a, a stranger dog. Maybe people are slightly more lenient with their own pets. No, they're not. they're not. <laughs> my, my wife would tell you not at all. And in fact, her and I have an agreement. I handle all of the dog poop. But because that does not honestly bother me that much, but she, um, she's, she's, she's fine with baby babies, diapers. I was never, that's what got it for me <laughs> that, that I was not good when it comes to fatherhood. I was not very good at the diaper thing. Uh, that grossed me out. I can handle dog poop all day long, but, uh, anyway, we, <laughs> We discuss gross things at, uh, in pet waste removal. That's for sure. We, we, we definitely have lots of puns. Oh, I would hope so. I'd love it. <laughs> now, you going back just to the SEO for a, a moment, you mentioned how people, you know, when the, the lawns go dormant, that's when the pet waste removal uh, searches kind of kind of go up a little bit. Have you found a, a search term or I guess even as broadly as like a topic, although I imagine probably more of like a long tail uh, phrase that has kind of surprised you that people are searching for like it, this is a, a tangent example but i also have a food site uh and there's one of my pages ranks very well because it's people looking up smoothies that have bok choi in them and i have one smoothie huh. recipe that includes bok choy as like a 
it's not the main part of it, but bok choy, if you've ever had it, is a very strong, uh, noticeable taste. So even just a little bit of it, you'll you'll taste it a little bit. And I was just like, never would have guessed that. I just thought this was a tasty smoothie, and I put it <laughs> put it together. <laughs> With SEO, we have found I haven't found specifically anything. No, and I and admittedly, that's because even even in the early days, there has never been a time in the dozen years or more that I've been in business for pet waste removal and working, I have never personally done the research hmm. for, okay, what are, what are people searching? I've, I've almost always had somebody else doing that, whether it was outsourced early on to, to, you know, marketing company or media company, um, or whether or not, whether it was done in house, I've always relied on other people for that. But what I would estimate is the, one of the more common searches is pooper scooper service. Uh, we call it pet waste removal, which is more of what, what I would call the formal term, but I would say that's probably not what most people search when they're looking for the service. It's more pet pooper scooper service or dog waste removal or dog poop removal. Um, I, I honestly though have never looked to see what are the, the funnier ones they look up now, separate from that on our mowing and our, and our pest control side, the most highest performing, um, ad I think we have ever done as far as a blog, you know, for SEO purposes, the thing that brought us more traffic to our site than even our homepage was a blog we once did on mosquitoes mm. because people are so annoyed with mosquitoes. It just got incredible results because there's no one stop shop for just how do you get rid of mosquitoes in your backyard? There's a lot of different things you have to do. And of course we offer a mosquito service, but even with that mosquito service, it's, it's, it decreases the population. It does not eliminate or annihilate the population of mosquitoes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you ever can. <laughs> you cannot, uh, you cannot, there's ways you can do it, uh, to, to, to limit it. But yeah. honestly, it's more about the environment uh, that, that you're around, how much standing water is on your property, how much standing water is on your neighbor's property. Uh, it's, it's usually more about that. And then like this year, for example, at least here in, in, Dow, in, in North, North Texas, uh, it also has to do just with the, the year. You know, some years are really bad for mosquitoes. Other years aren't bad at all. This year has not been bad at all. Yeah, I was I was just talking with someone. I was like, I've barely noticed any mosquitoes. Yeah. Somewhere. It's been... Well, they, we'll pay for it next year more than likely. Oh goodness, I know. I'm I'm already already shaking in terror. <laughs> this is perhaps the uh, a a dumber question, but I have two dogs. One is a Chihuahua Dachshund mix, so she's about fourteen pounds. One's I think a Tenterfield Terrier, which looks like a Jack Russell Terrier. Uh, yeah. He's he's about twenty five pounds, and I remember dog sitting for one of my friends dogs one time who was a bull mastiff uh so you know like a 120 pound dog and i just remember one of her instructions was double bag the poop because in her words they mountains <laughs> <laughs> i have a really funny story that you just touched on there oh let's and go speaking <laughs> of dogs two things really quick speaking of dogs so you might have just heard in the background because we are a pet friendly business my 200 pound 10 month old great danes puppies they're oh. 100 pounds each uh we're putting them out right now but they were just wrestling in the background so apologize for the additional <laughs> noise but no um and, and second to that you're in the austin area if you need service, look us up, Scoop Soldiers. So I got this hilarious story. This will be this will be funny. So we dispose. One of the common questions we get are, how do we dispose of the poop? Okay, and so uh, 
we dispose of the poop through dumpsters, just like a restaurant would, you know, in the back in the back parking lot, right? So, so we've got a, a facility and different facilities or outside storage that have dumpsters, and and we put it in just your typical trash bags. In fact, trash bags that line dustpans, your your regular home trash bag that you buy at Home Depot or Walmart, is literally like the best thing you can use. Um, so, for years. We would just use one bag per house, right? And and we'd put it in the back of the truck, and then we'd throw it in the dumpster. And one time we left the dumpster open, the top of, you know, just like your typical dumpster that would be behind a, a retail building. And we left the tops open, and it rained. And it poured down rain, and you had all of this poop in there that's already pretty heavy. But it rained and it made it so heavy that the dumpster dump truck couldn't lift. It could not lift the dumpster. So literally the only thing you can do is start getting in, like taking out poop out of the dumpster. This is this could be like on dirty jobs. It's disgusting. It was so gross. <laughs> Luckily, I was not there. They called me and they told me of the problem. This is my business partner and his brother who worked for us. And uh, these these are guys who you would otherwise like. These are guys who like Louis Vuitton. They like fancy stuff, <laughs> especially my business partner, maybe less so his brother. But these are not guys who would normally not work, not be too concerned. They, they, they're definitely guys. Who, so they literally we've I don't think we have any pictures. We should have gotten pictures. But they had to get in the dumpster because it got down to the bottom of it, but it was still too heavy. And they had to literally. And so what we learned from that lesson and what we learned from that mistake was that you double bag always. And so now it's literally a rule that you have a bag that you take your your that's the waste is in. You put the waste and you put that bag in to another trash bag and you double bag everything. We learned the hard way on that. <laughs> Fantastic. That I my question was just going to be if specific dogs have like easier to clean up poop or is it just based on the size? No, um uh well, if a dog's got bowel issues, IBS, that's like the worst. Sure. But uh <laughs> just like with humans, I think. Yeah. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much except for we can't we can't train them to go in a toilet and and we only have to worry about putting the seat down as my team and I were literally just talking about a few hours ago, but um Honestly, surprisingly, the best is bigger dogs because you can see it as long as, you know, you can see it and it's easier to get to and everything else. Little dogs, you miss stuff. You can't see it always. And it's harder. It slips through the rakes harder. So surprisingly, it's the opposite of what you naturally think. The bigger dogs, bigger, bigger, bigger piles. <laughs> Not big, I love talking about this on one hand. What's fun <laughs> is talking about this stuff over the dinner table because it's literally it's acceptable, but then it's not really acceptable. You know, my my mom taught me that you don't do talk about this, but it's just talking business, right? Uh, depends what you're eating too. I feel like could, yeah, that, could that's impact. true. Yeah, <laughs> if it looks if it looks very similar to to a dog turd, then perhaps. <laughs> That can that can make someone more squeamish. As as dirty as it sounds, as dirty of a job as it sounds, surprisingly, it as a as when you're when you're a technician and you're out doing the work, it's surprisingly not as dirty as you would think. Because again, I mean, you know, it's not like you're picking it up or anything. You're using rakes, you're using trash bags. It's uh, I actually would say it's a cleaner job than mowing yards and doing landscaping. Because you're doing all that, you're using heavy equipment and you're creating a lot of dust and everything else. And with this, it tends to be a little cleaner because it's just you and a, and, and a rake and a dustpan and a trash bag. Did you ever think you'd be talking about the details of 
dog poop scooping. No, I'm finding it fascinating. I didn't know a lot of this stuff. (laughs) Since you're listening to this podcast, you've already got great taste. That's not disputable. I want to add to your sense of style with Bandcamp, a hilarious and unique podcast that takes on the serious subject of censorship and banned books. This season, hosts Jen and Dan bring a comedic twist to their reading of Ray Bradbury's classic Fahrenheit 451, which I remember reading in middle school and doing very poorly on any kind of essays or quizzes. I would have loved to have this podcast, which goes through the book one chapter at a time. Why was it banned in the first place? Listen to Bandcamp to find out. Jen and Dan have a fabulous rapport together, and this podcast hits that perfect blend of comedy and education. So not only will you laugh, which is a great time, you'll learn, which is an even better time. Don't miss out on this one-of-a-kind podcast. Look for Bandcamp, that's band with two N's, B-A-N-N-E-D, on your favorite podcast player and subscribe today. Let's get band together. We've got War Daddy U. One of the uh, the pieces before our ability to franchise was developing what we called War Daddy University, which was really studying different franchise businesses. If you've ever heard, studied uh, McDonald's, uh, one of the most successful franchise models ever. Uh, they've got Hamburger University to this day that they put all of their franchisees through and all of the employees of their of their restaurants. They put them through what's called Hamburger University and. We, we discovered uh, after, as we were growing and scaling very fast, we discovered that there needed to be a set system and process. So we created what we call War Daddy University with the concept of, of, of soldiers and military. As, and so we created um, War Daddy University. And there literally is a scientific way and a, and a, a proper way of scooping a yard. It's very fascinating. I like that. I love, I mean, I haven't been in college and what, like 13 years, but still love, love learning stuff. <laughs> love a good university. <laughs> Where'd you go to university? I went to the university of Miami. So also, okay, cool. also a hot environment, but not, uh, not, this, not quite the same as Texas heat. More. Uh, yeah, I was just yeah. in, I was in Jacksonville earlier this week and, um, it's a different kind of humid there. I would yeah. almost call it hotter in some ways. But yeah, it's it's uh, the way I like to describe it is like you, you're going to sweat in both for sure. But I feel like you're you're slightly damper in Florida. Yes. But you're like you feel hotter in Texas. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. You, you almost expect it in, in Florida. You almost expect it. Yeah. I always loved the uh, five minute walk to class and I'd just be soaking like sweating through the entire class. And I'd look around and I'm like, OK, at least other people are sweating, too. <laughs> right. Yeah, one of my favorite places to to travel to is Las Vegas, even in the summer. And I personally, I, I can handle a 120 degree dry heat in the desert far more personally. This is a personal preference, far more than the humidity of Texas or Florida. To me, it's just far more tolerable. You know, you stand in the shade and it's nine o'clock at night. It might be 102 degrees, but it it's if it's actually half decent when it's nice and dry and there's and there's no direct sun on you i think i've only been in las vegas in may i guess is the closest to summer and it's usually the same way yeah yeah i was like very hot during the day but you're by a pool so it's fine it's it's right right (laughs) now i will say it gets hard to go to the pool and and if you're in full sun even in vegas because like you're basically swimming in hot soup (laughs) (laughs) it gets it gets really hot 
Yeah, I guess I wasn't actually going uh, in the pool, so I can't, I can't, I can't comment on that. Just being near it felt like a little, little bit of a breeze. I guess I don't know, I don't know, but that's good to know that it's, uh, <laughs> it's basically like entering a what kind of soup we talking like a pea pea soup clam chowder. I uh, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Some, lukewarm soup okay not, not not a hot soup not a tortilla soup but maybe okay. yeah like, like, like a, a minestrone soup. minestrone yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be one of the weirdest questions i've asked for sure what does the pool water feel like in terms of soup uh, <laughs> but on another note one of the questions i always like to ask is a question you wish you were asked more frequently so You've done a lot. You've got a lot of things going on. But if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Honestly, my faith, and I don't talk about it enough. But uh, to me, one of the only things that really matters in this life is the legacy that you leave. And to me, this is my personal, uh, others uh, to each their own. But to me, what I could, and again, I don't talk about it enough, but that would be my faith Um, and the legacy in the legacy that I, that, that is left, uh, in both that, but just, and, and from that, what does that even mean? Really? It's how you treat people. How did you treat how, on, the, on the life you live? How, what are the relationships, your closest relationships and how, how did you treat the people in your life and how did you affect them after you're gone? How, and to me, that's the most important part of your legacy. And again, dog business sorry for the dog barking right outside just agreeing with the statement i think i think that's i just... think that i think that, that 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 sounded like astra and yeah she 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 agreed <laughs> i do always like what i'm i mean i i have the dog noise in, in almost every episode it's shocking that it hasn't happened uh this time i'm just i hopefully uh, it's like they go off while you're talking so it's like i uh, i can add i, I was watching <laughs> I was watching a just a standard like a evening news station uh, last night, and literally uh, one of the commentators, a USA Today publicist or something, uh, you could hear the dog barking in the background. And of course, the the anchor was pretty was pretty charismatic about it, and was like and was able to actually like ins- insert it into the into the conversation. It was great. Oh, that's fantastic! I love it. Pre COVID, you know, pre COVID, before COVID, major networks would have would have been horrified by such a thing. But I think pre COVID and pre COVID even made it made it half normal for the major networks to kind of be more lax on on some of that, at least a little bit. Oh yeah, there was that whole uh, was it the BBC correspondent like five years ago where the the baby like wanders in while he's talking yeah. and then the mom's yeah. like chasing that <laughs> after. Nowadays people are just like, yep, yep, <laughs> been there. That's, that's, that's the beauty of remote work. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, EJ, you're almost off the hook here, but we always like to wrap up with a top three. You mentioned Vegas. Does it make your list of top three vacation oh, destinations? Does. Okay. Uh, absolutely does. And and what's funny is. People ask, well, what do you want? Like I, I had somebody recently post, what do you do in Vegas? Because I've been like this year so far, I've been five times. It's August. Last nice. year, it's four times. I love Vegas. And so pretty much any chance my wife and I get, uh, you know, we're fortunate to have, you know, grandparents and, and different people that will watch the kids for us. And so any chance we get two to four days, we're headed to Vegas, man. Uh, I don't go to concerts frequently uh, necessarily, but when I go to co- Vegas, it's like, well, who, who who's who's playing? Uh, even if I don't really, even if I only know like three songs, we'll, we'll catch a concert. <laughs> There's just so much to go. And then I also joke that it, 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 I like the lights. I like it, my, the, my, the ADD. I just like sitting and watching the city move. It's just a cool city. It, 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 I'm not somebody who loves to 
party or loves to drink. And I like to gamble, but I don't even sometimes I don't gamble for the first day or two that I'm there. There's just something to do constantly. Uh, and then you can just if, if, or you can just sit and watch. It's 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 just a cool city to me. It's expensive, very expensive, but it's a cool city. And, and next to that, uh, another expensive spot and, and uh, definitely need to pray for him. But one of my favorite spots is actually West Maui, mm. which, as we all know, is burned to the ground and in, in here recently and that's extremely heartbreaking but that's one of my favorite places with with family is to be able to take family and uh my immediate family but also to be able to treat i, I took my parents there uh, a year and a half ago taking my grandmother there next year uh, but we love uh west Ma in particular maui hawaii uh, i've been to the big island i've been to oahu i love hawaii in general but my favorite is maui and i just love the environment it's such a friendly the people are friendly the culture is friendly it's it's paradise it's literally paradise a lot of texans look at that and they're like well we can just go to florida it's it's only like a two-hour flight hawaii is an eight-hour flight and it's a lot more expensive and i'm like no i'll go to i'll go to hawaii just less but i would i'm just a, a big fan of the island and the overall culture i love it what's number three yes yeah. the third the third one's the hardest my two e's those are easy uh, las <laughs> vegas hawaii uh, my third one is less, but I, in, in, but I would say it would be Europe, um, and that's new. I just went to Europe, and I say Europe, uh, the United Kingdom. Just went to the United Kingdom and Scotland, uh, London and Edinburgh in June of this year, and that was fascinating to me. That's, that city is enormous, first off, but next to being enormous, it's the most efficient city I've ever seen. Just the way all the cabs run and and, and it, it's so efficient and it's never stops and it's got so much history. Um, I really, and, and the people were really friendly. I was actually quite surprised at how friendly and articulate the people were, uh, uh, no matter, no matter where you were. Um, so I would say right now, my third, and it might be just cause I got back just in the last two months, but I really do look forward to going back and exploring it more London and the United Kingdom. I love it. I love it. I'm headed to London in November, so I'm excited. Awesome. Have you yeah. been before? I have. I've never been in like Christmas time though, so I'm excited to see okay, some of the some cool. of the markets and stuff. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, it was a really cool trip. That was a trip that just my wife and I took, and I look forward to going back with with my with my kids. Lovely. Yes, it it is a very efficient city. I I'm it's always so cool. I'm always yeah. Like, oh. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Again, to me, we, I was just talking about this with some of my team members. When you fly into a city or when you go to a city, it does not matter where it's all, they all have different and they all have different like auras about them. Like you get off the plane or you get into the airport, or you walk out, they've got different auras about them. And yeah, London just had this, it, it just seemed like a city that's got so much culture, history, but also a lot going on right now. And it, and it's just efficient. Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, EJ, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. Absolutely. If people, thank you for the invite. Of course, uh, pleasure to meet you. And, and again, thank you for your the invite, and thanks for having me. Likewise, if people want to learn more about you, maybe want to want to book a service, where can they find you? So uh, I'll give three websites. Learn more about me: ejmccoy.com, Scoop Soldiers Pet Waste Removal, scoopsoldiers.com. And then lastly, um, Chorby, C-H-O-R-B-I-E.com. And we didn't talk tons about Chorby, but that's really where my lawn mowing business evolved to, which is now a business that does everything from lawn mowing to pool cleaning to pest control to sprinklers to plumbing. 
Um, and in the future, it'll be a lot of other home services. The, the goal of Chorby is to truly be able to take care of all facets of your home service needs. Fantastic. We'll have those links in the show notes as well. EJ, awesome. thank you again. This was so much fun. It's a pleasure. Nice to meet you. You as well. And of course, we've got to end with a corny joke, as we always do. Okay. You know, poop jokes, they're not my favorite types of jokes, but they're a solid number two. <laughs> after today, people. That was good. I love it. I love it. Joey, it's a pleasure to meet you. Likewise, EJ. Good People, Cool Things is produced in Austin, Texas. If you were a fan of this episode, go ahead and hit that follow button. That helps more people hear the show. You can send me a message, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. Thank you to all of the guests who have been on Good People, Cool Things. You can check out all the old episodes via goodpeoplecoolthings.com. As always, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Thank you.